Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 244 of Game Time with Manny. As always, I am here with Matt. Yes, hello. Video games are popping all the way off, is what I will say. I got two brand new video games this past Friday. You have Prince of Persia. I am going to pick up Persona 3 Reload this Friday. Isn't it on Game Pass? It is on Game Pass. I'm paying them money for that shit. okay fair enough uh and the eastward farming dlc comes out wednesday so i'm pretty i'm pretty good with games and content over here but you know what else comes out friday matt for the regular people is suicide squad all right friday I thought I thought Saturday. I don't know. Oh, yep, yep, it is Friday. You're right. Okay, yeah. I didn't realize January was 31 days, so that's on me. Oh, yeah. Well, um, if you were dumb enough to pay extra money, you could be playing Suicide Squad right now. Mm. And uh, the first article I read about Suicide Squad... um, summed up everything i needed to know about suicide squad so i i said this beforehand if you had to guess what crazy bug i read an article about what would you say i 1000 percent you could never get it but like what would you say is a crazy game breaking bug a crate like okay anytime you add like because this is this is a this is a live service game right Yes, it is. So, like, anytime you, like, upgrade your character, the game crashes. No. So, this, I I can't, this is crazy. When you, when you boot up the game for the first time, the first message you would get is that you 100%ed the story. Oh, that's awesome. Do you get the trophy? I don't know. Oh, okay. (laughs) But it would basically read it as a brand new save having 100% completion rate. Sweet. Every time people would boot up the game. Oh, yeah, that's that's great. How the fuck? That's impossible. That's an impossibility. Because it wasn't just like, (laughs) oh, this happened for some people. Like, it was happening to everybody. That's crazy. Um, and now it seems like they are taking the servers offline like at least two to three times an hour. Uh, so keep in mind, this game was delayed. It was in development for a very long time. Uh, it had various uh, press events semi-recently where people felt emboldened enough to say that it sucked at the preview event. Okay. Um, and how is this game? How does it exist? I can't, I can't do it. I don't understand. Manny, <laughs> they, they haven't made a game since the Batman Arkham VR, which was 2016. Yeah, dog. Yikes. And so I guess there is something where people were saying like, oh, they didn't work on this the whole time. There may have been some other game, but it's like, okay, well that didn't come out. So I don't know. Right. I mean, but like they have a bad track record of every game they've released has gotten worse. Yes, that does seem to uh, be the case. No, Arkham also, City is still a good game. I'm not. Gonna yeah, Arkham City is a, a Arkham City is a fine game. Arkham Knight was even an okay game. I just unless uh, you're talking the PC version. Yeah, then it was broken. Um, 
Yeah, I don't understand this game. Every single thing that keeps coming out about it is like abysmal. From like the way it performs to it being not fun. That's crazy. I don't know, man. Poor Rockstar. I, I don't think either of us are really that surprised by that. though. No, I was not interested in this game before they even showed gameplay. Uh, and then they showed gameplay and I was like, well, now I'm all the way out. <laughs> because I don't want to play a third person shooter live action game or uh, live service. Sorry. Live yeah. Service. I'm just, anytime um, I hear live service, I'm out pretty much because yeah, you know the it, content's just going to be meh. Yeah. It's just weird. And then also with the way the game industry is trending, live service games get shut down way earlier than anticipated also. So like, you're probably never even going to get a chance to play the cool content that's promised to you, you know? Yeah. So that that's crazy, but I thought that was an amazing glitch. You beat it. Good job. By turning it on, you're done now. Don't write a review. See you later. <sighs> Fuck, man. Easiest game I ever beat. Yeah. Um... And then there is a, a decent amount of news here, uh, but I decided to swap it so we don't talk about the layoffs right in the beginning. We'll talk about those mm-hmm. at the end. Uh, the first one, it was surfaced uh, some court documents that uh, Take-Two was filing a trademark dispute over Remedy's new logo because it was too similar to Rockstar's. The internet blew up I... about this in a way that I agree with. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. You can't have an R like it, it Rockstar owns all R's. Well, so what I think is crazy is Remedy's new logo is an R, right? But it right. also has like a shadow of a second R and it says right. Remedy underneath it. Mm-hmm. Are we confusing that for Rockstar? Because <laughs> like... Because Rockstars has a star in there. It does. And also, so then my other thing is like, okay, like sometimes you have to do this stuff to try to protect against brand confusion. But was there ever a world where... Grand Theft Auto 6 came out and people were like, man, Remedy really crushed it this time. <laughs> or was there an alternate world where someone plays <laughs> Alan Wake 2 and is like, wow, Rockstar's finest work. Like, no. People know. It's stupid. And also, Remedy is working with Rockstar to do the uh, the Max Payne remakes. So it's like extra stupid and weird. Anyways, this was online for a couple days and then... Uh, Jason Schreier was like, I got information about this. This was actually settled quietly like a long, long time ago. So these were like old documents. I don't know what that means, but like all that also, that's the stupidest thing I've ever seen. Maybe. Yeah. When I saw so, that, I was just, I, I had to look up rock stars and be like, wait, what? It's like <laughs> the only, the only thing that's similar is they both have an R. They both have like, the letter R. Like, yeah. And like, I, there was a joke that I heard that I thought was really funny when you're, not logged in to Google Docs uh, or or when you are and you don't have a profile picture, it will show the first letter of your first name. And someone Mm -hmm. said, what are they going to sue people named Richard on Google Docs next? Like, what the fuck? And it was just like, yeah, I don't know, man. That's a crazy, that's a crazy one. If you think it was settled like way long time ago, do you think that's when they were like, fine, we'll add remedy? Maybe it could be. But also, I again, like, there's just, I don't know how there's any brand confusion on that. Like, if anyone is even remotely paying attention, you know? 
like Rockstar is the what if not the most one of the most prolific game developers on the planet. Everyone knows right. Rockstar. So like no one was getting them confused for Remedy. Well, and Remedy's been killing it lately anyway. Like Yeah. Hey, this is this like is hey, that at that Alan Wake game, that was a really good Rockstar game. Like yeah, Rockstar I know. should just like take that. Because like <laughs> when was the last time Rockstar released a game? Like, exactly. Red Dead Two a hundred years ago. Yeah, like <laughs> fucking weird um the next bit sad to me and people everywhere uh this past friday was the last rock band 4 dlc ever to be released uh that's crazy that it went on that long i think it was once a week at least one song from 2016 wow uh, so that's Did they not come out so. Twenty fifteen, or they uh, doing DLC? Maybe it was twenty fifteen. It was definitely twenty fifteen when it came out. Okay, then yeah, every week since then, in theory. Okay, wow. Uh, and that's nuts. That's a lot. Um, but yeah, it seems like people were wondering if Epic was someday going to be like, nah, stop supporting Rock Band, and it seems like that was the case um there was no real like big last hurrah or anything so it seems like it was probably one of those things where epic was just like yeah wrap it up over there and then they didn't have time to like go license some crazy weird shit that they always wanted or whatever and just kept doing what they were doing but yeah that was the last one now they will exclusively be working on uh fortnite festival so sad but I did get my rock band guitar from my brother yesterday, so I'm going to probably play some rock band soon here. Oh, nice. Because there's been a lot of DLC since I stopped buying DLC that I right. would like. And like even some pretty recent stuff within the past year. So that's that's super cool that they still had new music and like interesting artists all the way up until the end there. Um, that's a bummer for harmonics. Like, I mean, good that they get to exist and people get to have jobs there it's just like i don't know man unless they like really expand on what fortnite festival is it's like the lamest thing they could be doing i feel like so i don't know yeah that's like activision studios just making call of duty maps at this point yeah it's yeah it's just a bummer um and then there was uh an xbox developer direct uh two weeks ago at this point. Um, they, I looked at that and I was like, wow, that was a long time ago. Yeah. They showed the four games. They said they would with one special guest, which I thought was bizarre. Um, so yeah, they showed avowed the obsidian first person game. Um, it's coming out fall 2024. I don't have a lot to say about it other than something about the footage was so weird to me. I don't know. Did you watch this? I did. I don't know what something about the way that footage is. I was like, is this real? Like, what is the what is going on? I don't know. That game does not look like super interesting to me, but it could be cool. I don't I don't know. It's just very I don't something about that is strange looking to me. It just looks like an Elder Scrolls kind of like game. Yeah, sort yeah. of. Um so there, there's that. I don't really have that much to say about that. Um, as you can see, I wrote here, Senua's Whatever 2, because I never remember the subtitle. Sacrifice. Senua's Is it Sacrifice? sacrifice? 
it's definitely sacrifice. What's the first one? Oh God, Hellblade. <laughs> oh, fuck. Now, now you got me questioning. You know, well, that's what I was like. I don't know what the first one was called. Either. Senua Saga. That's what it is. Okay. So, okay. So then this one is sacrifice. Uh, no, no. The first one is. Uh, oh God. Sacrifice. Senua Saga. Hellblade Senua Two. Saga. Hellblade Two. Yes. Okay. Well, that's coming out. May 21st, 2024. I called it. They're getting a release date. The hilarious part is that date leaked the day before this thing happened anyways. Uh, but yeah, that game is finally coming out. The Ninja Theory has gotten out there and said, hey, it's going to be like about the length of the first one. So watch out. Also, Again, digital I see only. people. I see people like questioning like, oh, is it worth even getting if it's only like less than 10 hours and blah, 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 blah. And it's like, if that's the length of the game they're making, then like, what do you want them to pad it out? Yeah, well, it's know. also it's like fifty bucks. I don't think it's full right. price either. But also, it'll be on Game Pass, and it, like, right. it's cool. Like, it's it's obviously it's very graphically impressive, and like that that is cool enough. And then you know, if people like that first game, this is expanding upon that and the story and stuff. I I don't know. Let let them cook, man. Let Ninja Theory do whatever the fuck they want. If they yeah. think that that was the game they wanted to make and that's what they made, I'm here for it, man. Whatever. Good on them. Yeah, I really like the first one, and I this is one of the games that I'm looking forward to most this year. Yeah, uh, and like I don't know if it's still on sale. The first one was on sale for like two bucks most places yeah. like last week. So I thought that was neat. Um, and then I was waiting for them to be like, oh, we have like some other developer here that we didn't talk about. And it was Square Enix. And I was like, what? What the fuck is Square Enix going to show? And the answer was the new uh, Secret of Mana series game, Visions of Mana, um, which is coming out in summer 2024. It didn't tell me anything new other than that there's a dog in it. And I'm cool with that. I was going to get this game regardless because I like Secret of Mana and it has those old, unique, like very colorful style that Secret of Mana had and is an action RPG and takes place in that world and looks neat. Um, it was weird that it was here, but they were like, yeah. for the first time ever, this series is coming to Xbox. And I was like, oh, I guess that does make sense because Microsoft wasn't in the console market on the Super Nintendo. <laughs> when the majority of these games released and the ds <laughs> microsoft had no handheld competitor so i guess yes first time it'll be on xbox uh it seems like square is really working with microsoft to make sure their games are coming out on xbox now um so that's cool for people who want to yeah, play absolutely. more like japanese style games on the xbox um, and then, uh, Aura History Untold was shown. That sure is Civ, uh, mm -hmm. but not. Comes out fall 2024. That, uh, again, not much to say. That looks like Civ. That's cool for people who want that. Um, and then the last thing they showed was the Indiana Jones game. And for some reason, I cannot comprehend. They named it Indiana Jones and the Great Circle. <laughs> uh, which I laughed at when they revealed that it is coming out this year unspecified when so that to me says whoa since the other one was fall 2024 maybe this could get delayed uh, I wrote on here while I was watching it there's no fucking way this is Harrison Ford it sounds like Troy Baker doing a Harrison Ford voice 
And then uh, minutes after I typed that note, they confirmed that it is Troy Baker doing the voice okay. of Harrison Ford. Uh, it is a first person game, but third person cutscenes, which is fine. It's machine games. The people behind the more recent Wolfenstein stuff. Uh, people seem very upset that this is third first person, uh, but I think it makes sense because machine games had made first person games prior to this. So best stick with your wheelhouse. Um, yeah, and they were they were that other Swedish developer before that, right? Uh, I believe so. Yeah, uh, the the one that makes Syndicate. Oh yes, I Fat Shark is that it? No. Yes. All I know is people are going to not. Star Breeze. Star, Star Breeze. There you go. People are not going to like me for this. I don't want. I don't like the way this looks. I don't like it. it just I, going purely off vibe. And I don't think this is for me. I didn't get excited about this either. I'll check it out. But like. There is something about it that just wasn't clicking for me. No, yeah, like, you know, first-person whip combat? Not about that. Also, Mm -hmm. it it just... I sent this to you. It just doesn't look colorful at all. Like, it... And that's not always a bad thing, but it just looks like, oh, this takes place in, like, a desert area, and everything is, like, brown and other shades of brown. And, like... I don't know. It, it it's it's an interesting thing. Also, I, I like the original Indiana Jones movies, the first three, the fourth one, not at all. And apparently, the new one was even worse than that. So, mm. you know, I also I was never like a huge Indiana Jones person. I guess I'll say like I watched those movies as a kid and enjoyed them to a certain extent, but I was never like on the Indiana Jones train. If someone was like, who's your favorite treasure hunting explorer? I would say Nathan Drake. So (laughs) I don't know. Um, Uncharted exists. It's cool that this game exists too, for people who are like way into Indiana Jones. I mean, just judging by people in the chat of that thing, people are super hype about this. Um, But yeah, I'm not, not to be a bummer, but like, I, I don't know. It just doesn't look like it's for me really. So, you know who's a uh, close second though for the the best uh, treasure hunter? Nicholas Cage. Cage. Oh yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, yeah, Harrison yeah, yeah. Ford, a distant third, possibly even lower mm-hmm. on the list. I don't know, man. Uh, and then what I think is the most fucked up thing ever. This was a developer direct. Okay. They were there talking about how Microsoft loves its developers. We're all such a cool family. What if a week later, Microsoft laid off 1,900 Xbox workers? Mm -hmm. What if? What if they recently became the second company of all time to close the stock market with a $3 trillion market cap? And uh, be Apple for the number one valued company of all time. And then now they're swapping that back and forth with Apple. What if then they were like, oh man, laid off 1900 people. I, when I saw this news article, I almost had an aneurysm. There is kind of, oh man, no, go ahead. I'm not trying to defend this, but like, I did wonder like, 
This was all right around when like they just brought in uh, Activision Blizzard. Yes. I kind of wondered if there were some redundancies. So that is what they tried to say is that okay. they were they were doing a bunch of like redundancy and stuff like that but how because it's not like i don't know man like they still have to have like community managers for their games and stuff and they have to have like QA for their games separate it just is a wild thing. Like it's yeah, 1900 yeah. people is a lot. It is. Um, especially for not just Microsoft, but specifically Xbox workers. Um, it's also crazy because like, if you're the number one valued company on earth and you can't even support these people who you just purchased, I, that's not sustainable in any way. Um, also, hey, just a crazy coincidence. Remember when you paid Bobby Kotick $40 million several weeks ago? That right. could have saved a lot of these jobs. Okay. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Like that's an insane amount of money to give to a fuckwad who was doing terrible things at the company anyways. It just, it just is bad. I think, um, it, it just extra sucks shit because like Microsoft being one of the top two companies on earth right now is like, yeah, you, you run out of money there champs. No, you're not like, there's no, it, there's no real excuse for this. Um, it was didn't, last episode. We talked about Amazon. Yeah. Uh, letting people off, which. So I and that was I the second that. round yeah. of Twitch layoffs in a year's time span. They've lost mm-hmm. like fifty percent of their workforce at this point too. It's just it's one of those things where I don't know, man. Like this industry can't be sustainable at the AAA level. It seems like recently because like it, it, coming off the Insomniac leak, not to take into account like all the stuff about their games or whatever, but one of the things that came out of that was despite how successful Spider Man Two was, they were still looking to lay people off at Insomniac. Yeah. How man, that game crushed it. Like if you if your game crushing it isn't enough for you to keep your job, like what the fuck is? So I yeah I don't know. This one's just a bummer, especially because like a lot of the studios that Microsoft has bought have not even put out a fucking game yet. Right. So it just yeah I don't know that that's one of the weird things, and then. The layoffs continued in a way that I think is just fucking insane. Riot laid off 530 workers, 11% of their entire global workforce. And the fact that they had announced Riot Forge, their arm of the company that collaborates with other developers to make games in the League of Legends universe, they're shutting that down already after like four games that were all highly successful. That's shitty. Yeah, basically, their whole thing was like, uh, hey, we're trying to focus on a couple internal games now. Sorry. (laughs) Like, what the fuck? So they're like, really, we're like, we're tripling down on Project L, which that's cool because that game, the fighting game looks sick. Uh, They're, yeah, what, Valorant, 
League of Legends, whatever the fuck their Hearthstone competitor is, Legends of Runeterra, I think, uh, and Project L, and then the MMO that they are doing internally is they're like trying so, to say they're just going to work on those. So they're basically like the things that you would be most excited about outside of the fighting game. Yeah, are now gone. They're now gone. Okay. And yeah, like the by all accounts, like there were some of those games that didn't do super well, but like the oh the the Ruined King, the turn-based RPG, like that was really good and it was really well received. Um, there was a Metroidvania that starred Echo that came out that people seemed to really like. Um, there were a couple more that I can't think of off the top of my head that people seemed to really like. It's just it's just a weird it's a weird thing and also like again riots also not hurting for money right they make a fuckload um and then the last one i know there were other ones smaller ones that happened this week i didn't happen to catch some of them this one just came out right before the podcast and i (laughs) embracer is a cancer What they did to the industry is insane by consolidating and buying up so many studios and then just closing them or laying off most of their staff completely. They bought IDOS Montreal and they laid off 97 people just today uh, and canceled reportedly. This was not official yet, but I would guess so. If you lay off over half Mm. your fucking studio, they've had a a new Deus Ex game in development for two years that they canceled most likely like embracer sucks i like i don't know they also closed they laid off most of the people several weeks ago who were working at the studio uh that was making a new time splitters um they're trying to sell gearbox like it just it sucks they suck what what do they have left i don't fucking know man if they're trying to sell Gearbox, jack shit is the answer. Like, I, I don't know. They have a bunch of smaller studios that they're just, like, cutting off week to week. Like, also, what the fuck are you... If you're going to cancel the game, what the fuck is that studio going to do? Uh, God, I don't even know. Exactly. They own Crystal Dynamics, too, right? I believe so. If they bought Eidos Montreal, they yeah. have Crystal Dynamics. Yeah, so, like, I... I don't know, man. It just is a fucking shit show over there. And they are at least different than all the other studios that have been places that have been laying people off. Embracers is 100% due to their own fucking incompetence. So it just, it really sucks to see like studios like Crystal Dynamics and Eidos Montreal and like gearbox have the potential of like being sold someone would buy gearbox that's not a problem like in in theory 2k 2k would buy gearbox because they would not want to let borderlands go and they own that ip you know what i mean so like for that that probably isn't that big a deal if they get sold off but it does just bode the question of like what the fuck why why do any of this um so can we have a, an episode where we're not just talking about layoffs? I would like to, uh, but as of these ones, uh, we are already halfway to the total of the layoffs of last year. Awesome. In not even a month. Yay. So that shit sucks. Um, yeah. Yeah. 
Um, and to finish off, something that also just got announced right before the podcast, Sony is doing a state of play uh, this coming Wednesday at 5 p.m. EST. They said it will be 40 minutes and have 15 plus games in it. So the only one I remember seeing they said something specific about was Stellar Blade, that weird uh, Korean like character action game that looks wildly anime stylized. Uh, oh yeah, I remember that. Wait, yeah, I, Wolverine. I, I need Wolverine. Sure, I'd like Wolverine. Yeah, I don't know what they'll show uh, for fifteen plus games. I would assume that's a lot. So there'll be third yeah. parties as well. Um, oh, absolutely. I'm just trying to think of their first party. Like, do you think this yeah. is where they announced Ghost of Tsushima? Maybe. Because, yeah, it's been a bit since Sucker Punch really talked about anything or said anything. That would either be the first thing or the last thing, I have to imagine. Yeah. Um, this could also be uh, the one of the last places they show a trailer for Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. Cause sure. Sony really likes to get behind those. They did that with the uh, remake Ooh. as well because it comes out in a month. So I bet that I I wouldn't be surprised. Like Resident Evil, sometimes is usually makes an appearance at the Sony stuff. Like maybe we yeah. finally get a Resident Evil announcement. I was gonna say yeah, there'd be time. It'd be a good time for a new Resident Evil game, especially because they alternate studios with those. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. I don't know. There could be something cool. Forty minutes, fifteen plus games. I'm in. Yeah. As always, I say in my brain, this is when Silk Song is shown, but it won't be. Uh, so that's fine. I'll take it. Uh, but I mean, yeah, I'm interested to see what this is. I always like when they don't really say much about what's in it and are like, there's just a butt ass load of games for mm-hmm. 40 minutes, which usually just means they just like one after the other. Like, what about this? Do you like this? What about this? And then usually there's like something to care about. So. Yeah. Also, this probably tells me there's 16 games. Yeah, I hate that, dude. <laughs> there's 90 plus. Oh, so there's 91? Shit, yeah, yeah. why didn't we just say 90? Uh, like, I don't know. Yeah, that's... I, I mean, to be fair, maybe they some of them were like, maybe we'll have a thing ready, and they couldn't, so they don't necessarily know the the full amount. I don't fucking know. Uh, I have to imagine they'd all have their... like That is all set at this point. Spider-Man 2 DLC. Possible. I would take that. That would be cool. That was not on... I didn't see that on Insomniac's roadmap, but I I would play DLC for that product. Yeah, so that's uh, the news. I also would like to have an episode where there are not massive layoffs, uh, but that doesn't seem to be the way things are going at the moment. So who knows? I would have said after riots. I would have said after riots thing, we could be like, oh yeah, it'll be a bit. But then Idos Montreal happened literally an hour ago or so. Um, and with that, we can get into the games we have been playing. There's a lot of these. We've played yes. collectively. We've played a butt ass load of video games. Um, mm-hmm. I guess I'll just do a couple really quick. I talked about how I started playing Norco, the point and click adventure game that takes place in future South. Um, I did finish it. it, it 
it was one of those games where at the end I felt like maybe I was too dumb to understand what it was trying to say. But I do think about it every day because a lot of really bizarre shit happens. Um, it was around the time near the end when it started getting to this really bizarre religious stuff that I was like, I have lost the thread a little bit. But um, I did think it was really cool. It was really stylized. Um, and I, again, I feel like the South, U.S. South is not really something that is tackled in most like future settings. So it was just bizarre to see. Yeah, that's an interesting one. Yeah, like where it's like, we have all these super advanced computers and robots, but also we're using a canoe in the bayou. And you're like, okay, <laughs> that's sure. That's something. Um, so that that was cool. Um, and then I was like, I have wanted to play this narrative uh, point and click adventure game is an apt word, but it's more you're physically walking around, but it might as well be a point and click adventure game. Mute Zion, which had come out several years ago. It is a game where you play as someone named Kai as they are invited to go visit their dying grandpa on an Island of mutants. Uh, there was a, an accident on the Island and then some people became like weird mutants. Uh, and so there's all kinds of weird plants, but you go there to visit your grandpa who you've never met and you end up, uh, hanging out with the townsfolk and it gets very like, uh, I don't know, soap opera. -y. There's like scandalous pregnancy and, uh, <laughs> some cheating going on but mostly it's about like you working with your grandpa as his dying wish to like regrow a lot of these weird gardens over the on the island um it has a lot of really neat and i think very natural character writing i like i just had a good time like it's chill as hell dude like you just mm -hmm. want to chill out and have some fun with some weird mutant people it was it was a really good time. It took like probably like eight hours and I was I was pretty satisfied. I thought it was like really well written and was a lot of fun. Um, so I had been wanting to play that for a long time and it was one I just checked off my list. And then because I had played so many walkie like point and click slash walking narrative games, I was like, I have to kill. I must kill. Sure, sure. And so I had bought Cult of the Lamb around when it came out, uh, which is the weird roguelike where you play as a lamb who runs a cult. Um, and I beat it and I liked it. It probably took me like 15 hours. I, the combat is like fine. Uh, the thing that really grabbed me was the like building aspect of it where you like build up your cult and like bond with your cult members. And then they, you know, do weird shit to make you more powerful. Uh, it's a fucking weird game, dude. I don't, I don't know. Cults are weird and it is a very bizarre game. Like sometimes your people will be like, please kill me. I love you so much. And then if you say no, you'll lose loyalty. But it's like, I, you leveled up a lot, cult guy. I can't just kill you, even though you so desperately want it. It's a fucking weird game. People should just go look up videos of it if they want to know what it's about. It's a roguelike, so you go in, you get weapons, you get various relics and things to make the challenge better or different. Um, and then you end up killing all these gods. And once I did that, the game was like, do you want to do it all again, but harder? And I said, eh, maybe not right now. Thanks for asking. <laughs> and then I stopped playing. 
Um, I did start playing right after the sex update called Sins of the Flesh. So now you can uh, have your cultists mate and then they lay an egg, which doesn't really make sense. But that's and then it hatches and you can get new cultists from the eggs. That's like Pokemon. Yeah, sort of. Okay. Except then you can sacrifice them and uh, do other horrific things to them. So, yeah, Cult of the Lamb is fun. It's very bizarre, and like it, it's meant to be that way. It was that's why you know Devolver publishes weird shit, and <laughs> this fits that bill. Uh, and then before I talk about the two brand new games I have been playing, uh, do you want to talk about what you have been playing? Uh, yeah, I'll just uh, wrap up a couple like you did quickly. Uh, I finished playing uh, for Forza Horizon 3. I played it for about 30 hours. I was like, you know what? I, I feel satisfied. I feel like I got my money's worth. I, you know, I did everything. I I beat that game within about 15 hours. So I just kind of yeah. kept just playing and going through races and if I ever get like, if I ever feel like I want to play a Forza Horizon game, now I have three, four, or five I can play. They're all just excellent games. So um, I've wrapped that up for for at least the time being. I might go back at some point. I uh, finished God of War two. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really enjoyed that game. It, it just it aged very well. Even this was the the remake that they made for the PS three, but I mean, like it 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 just aged extremely well. Um, I did hear about how it ended on a cliffhanger, and oh boy, does it ever end on a cliffhanger. Sweet. Uh, which which I kind of knew about that, and it's not that big of a deal because God of War 3 is already out. Spoilers. Yeah. So I, oh, I can kind of play that whenever I want to, I guess. Um, but no, I, I enjoyed my time with uh, God of War 2. Uh, and then after that, I just kind of was like, what else... Do I want to play? So I started kind of bouncing around from a couple different things. I tried Too Human. Not a big fan of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, I could have told you that ahead of time. Yeah. But yeah, that's but I tight. To, I needed to, like, physically try it. Uh, I do like the futuristic Norse mythology. Yes, it, I, think I think that is I very cool. Uh, the rest of it is not. Um, spoilers. Uh, so I, I'm not going to really mention anything else other than that. But then I just kind of settled on Marvel Ultimate Alliance 2 and Resident mm-hmm. Evil 6. I don't have a ton to say about either one. I've only played a couple hours of both. Uh, but I'm enjoying my time with Marvel Ultimate Alliance 2. I do think one was better. Um, at this point, I, I'm kind of curious if I'm going to feel 2 or 3 is a better one. But I need to, to play a lot more. Yeah, 2 is... I, I do like Ultimate Alliance 2. I mean, it's different than 3, obviously, which sure. came out much later. But it it's, like, a lot closer to 1. But they removed, like, a lot of the equipment stuff that 1 had. And um, I don't know. Like, it just it feels less lovingly crafted, I guess, in a right. way. Like, there, And there are just certain things that I don't like as much. Um, also, you can't buy the Magneto DLC anymore, so oh, well. bummer. Yeah, it it is what it is. I probably spent like four dollars on this on Amazon at one point. Yeah, now that I was thinking about it, because they did those remasters of one and two, I don't even those know those aren't even available. I know, but I was gonna say even when that remaster came out, I still don't know if it came with the DLC characters for two. See, they were like taken off because they were so bad, like almost immediately. Yeah, 
There was something like really weird with those remasters. Yeah, people did not like them. I remember they would like crash all the time. I'm trying to see. Uh, I there were I I the only one I remember was. But I can't imagine Magneto. you remastering like almost all remasters have like all the DLC just built in at that point. Or oh my should. god! See, what? I uh, Magneto, Carnage, Black Panther, Psylocke, and Cable. They did that DLC for me. I can't even get it though. What the fuck? Also, no. I guess Juggernaut Wait, was you only didn't... available on one platform. You didn't get this when it came out. Like, did you ever? No, I. Oh my god, sorry, my dog is barking. I did play it. I rented it, so I did not buy DLC then, because I was like, it's a game I rented. Um, But I actually do. I own it now. I don't remember. I thought I might have bought it from uh, Hollywood Video after they were going out of business but i don't think i do either way yeah i wasn't gonna buy it for a game i rented because it's not like super long uh and back back then i was like no lifing it so i basically just played it from sun up to sundown it was like over a christmas break i rented it i remember Mm -hmm. me and my brother played uh yeah that'd that'd be a fun game to just kind of like dick around with like you know a friend or a family member or something yeah yeah Um, uh, and then Resident Evil Six. I know there's the three campaigns. I started the Chris one. It's fine. Like it's not. I, I'll, I'll. I'm kind of curious. Like because I know people like really rag on this game. I'm kind of curious of like why because it doesn't seem terrible. They all have different all. gameplay just, styles. It's just yes. so you. I know the Chris yes. one is the most action oriented. Yes. I'm not saying it's good. I'm just saying it, it feels like a very generic video game like action video game especially one from like 2012 yeah Uh, i there are definitely more than three stories though oh awesome i know it's like a 30 hour game which i'm not looking forward to that because i I am almost positive that who are the three people that you start with okay there are four never mind i uh, that's what i figured would happen when i okay there are four yeah uh i don't know if there is another one where they combine they they might but it's a, yeah it's leon chris jake and then the other character who i i guess i'm not gonna spoil but i guess like also who cares mm-hmm. ada wong just fucked over chris though so i'm kind of yeah i mean that's that's her whole shit <laughs> ada how could you do this um uh no yeah i i don't know i've, I've been wanting to at least try this i don't know if i'm gonna finish it we'll see I feel like uh, you, you gotta. Uh, maybe. I need to know. <laughs> I'll I'll try my best. I it'll be funny. You'll be like, oh, Christmas part is fine, and then we get to Leon's, which I believe is the survival horror one, and you'll be like, I can't do this. Mm. This is like okay. Resident Evil, but if it was the worst thing ever, okay. maybe you'll feel That's that way. I don't know. We'll we'll find out. As of right now, the Chris's campaign isn't terrible. And, and I don't know what I don't know what what's his face is, is even like Jake. I think he's got Wesker powers as Wesker's son? Question mark. I don't fucking know. That sounds like it could be okay. He never came back. <laughs> so I don't know if well, he dies or what happens. <laughs> they really kind of went in a different direction after six. Yeah, they tried to distance themselves from Jake as much as mm-hmm. possible. So. I don't know, man. 
Also, the logo, I I had never seen this, but most people think that the six looks kind of like a weird mutant giraffe. So Now I have to look at it. Yeah, think about um, that next time you play. Uh, yeah, now I'm looking at it, and that's that's all I'm going to think about. Yeah, now. see? Good. So I just remember when that. people said that, and I was like, oh, I guess kind of. Yeah, sure. Yeah, no, I can't unsee that, so that's cool. <laughs> uh, yeah, so those are all the older and older games you're wrapping up. Uh, wrapped up or just started. Just started, and then, yeah. uh, uh, and then I'll let you talk about your two new games, but I've also been playing Prince of Persia Lost Crown. And all I'm going to say before I get into it too much, it is incredible. So, yeah, so... Anyway, maybe talk about your two new games. Yeah, so one of them uh, I will only talk about for a little bit. Uh, Tekken 8 is the newest Tekken game. Um, but it also is continuing in the trend of Street Fighter 6 in that they really gave a shit about this game. Um, cool. It makes me happy as someone who doesn't really like NetherRealm games that Street Fighter Six is thriving and Tekken 8 seems to be awesome and Mortal Kombat is like basically getting no tournament entrance anymore and already has like all-time low concurrence on Steam. Uh, That's sad for them, but uh, it's the time for the Japanese fighting game developers to rise sure. up. Um yeah, T- Tekken 8 is crazy, I think. Like, uh, for people who don't know, Tekken is probably the hardest fighting game to, like, get really good at. Uh, but on the reverse side, Tekken is also one of the most fun fighting games to just mash buttons in and cool shit will happen. Um, so it's, like, really fun when you're just fucking around. But then if you are like, I want to get good and you fight someone who's really good, it will be the worst time you've ever had in your entire life. Because... Like Street Fighter, most characters have like 15 moves on the upper end. Tekken characters literally have anywhere between 110 to 150 moves each. Um, a lot of them don't necessarily do anything or are not very good, but it's just one of those things where at a high level, you're supposed to know all your character's moves and how they interact with all the moves of every other character. That's insane. But also just like it has like Super Smash Brothers level of like wave dashing movement and shit that it's just like my hands can't even fucking move that fast, dude. Um, But Tekken 8 takes a similar approach to what Street Fighter 6 does in that they want you to learn how to play this game. Um, And the the way they do that is outside of the regular cinematic story mode where everybody's like throwing each other into volcanoes and shit. Uh, which is a couple hour cinematic story mode that people have said is okay. Um, There is an arcade story mode where you basically play as like a weird little chibi guy who shows up to his local arcade that just got Tekken 8. And the game slowly doles out mechanical tutorials to you. Um, So you can basically say like, I want to skip the part where like I've played Tekken before. I know how to fucking move. I know how to block. And if you skip through that, it will still give you tutorials for all the systems. Like now there is a heat gauge where like before in the old Tekken games, if you got to low enough health, you would get rage when your health bar glowed and you could use an ultimate attack in Tekken 7. In this, you can do a couple more things uh, like with heat, which I can't even begin to explain the technicality (laughs) of how that works at this moment, but just know you have a weird gauge. You can hit R1 and do a weird, cool move once or twice per round. Um, So like it teaches you that stuff. 
and it has you like fight weird AI ghosts of characters that are around your skill level as you're ranking up. But the thing that I like about it is it will like give you a tutorial about like how to do a juggle combo, like a basic juggle combo. And then it will add the couple moves that you are supposed to do to do a basic juggle combo and have them on the screen at all times for whatever character you're using. So like I was using Lily. So it just had four moves that were on the screen that are like, Hey, you should try to do these things because this is what we're trying to teach you at this moment. And it like ramps up in a way that I think is like kind of cool um, to like, just like learn the basics of a character and like, Oh, this is like a good, like four hit combo that does a couple things that the game is trying to teach me about. Um, and I played that for like an hour and a half and like, I don't know. I think it's like a good way to learn how to do it. And then that's not even getting into like all the stuff they did with training mode in this game that I think is like the fucking coolest shit in the world. You can download replays and pause at any moment during the replay and take control of the game. Oh, that's cool. To like practice specific situations or like see if you can do what that person was doing. So I think that's so sick. Or like if it's your own replay, right? Like, and you got stomped, bring it to the point before you think you fucked up and you could try something different to see how you could have played it out. You know, I think that's a super cool, valuable learning tool. Um, And like the arcade story where you are having some of the moves on the screen at all times that are good. Like I said, every Tekken character has like 120 moves. They now put recommended moves at the top, which is only like 20. And they're like, these are the ones that like, you gotta know. (laughs) Mm. You gotta know these ones if you're going to use this character. And I think like that's a cool way to... You know, like it's a, it's a cooler way to ease people into it than just be like, here's a fucking 120 moves. Figure that shit out where it's like these ones are definitely going to be ones you want to use. So you want to make sure you know these ones before you try to dig deeper into it. And like, I don't know. That's cool. Like it just I think it's a really neat way to like try to ease people into it, you know, um, and that's really cool. So I, I have liked it so far. Tekken is always fun. I mean, I'm not going to get super good at it or anything, but I, I wanted to see what that arcade story was like, because what they were, what they're trying to do with it, I think is a really cool thing for someone trying to learn how to play Tekken. Um, uh, now, I don't want to get too spoilery, but yeah. are there any uh, volcanoes? I don't know. I didn't, I did not play the, uh, the main story yet so like the two three hour story mode i would almost certainly you can you can watch a recap of previous tekken games which begins with ihachi throwing kazuya in a volcano i have seen (laughs) oh yeah you want to see someone get thrown into a volcano you're in uh also they still have the like if you do the like it's not arcade mode now it's called like character stories where you do like the five AI fights and they show you the weird CG Tekken ending for that character. I did a couple. They're just as stupid as they used to be. Good. I'll only talk about the one. I did three of them. The one that I was like, fucking Tekken man was I beat it with Steve who is a boxer. And at the end of his, he like decides to take over the Mishima Zaibatsu to like put on a boxing tournament. But then he decides to get every single weight class belt. 
And so in the end, he, there's only one more and it's the heavyweight law and Paul walk into his gym and are like, Hey man, what's up? And then he turns around and he's like super buff in a way that is like really fucked up and hilarious. And I was like, okay, this is Tekken, huh? <laughs> so <laughs> they still have those really stupid CG endings for characters, which I, I have always appreciated. So Good. I'll I'll go through and get more of those, I'm sure, and play the story mode. But I mainly focusing on the Yakuza. Which I have also played 20 hours of. Like a dragon, infinite wealth. This game is everything I dreamed it would be. It is another turn-based Yakuza game after the last one where they decided we're going to pivot to turn-based. And it does improve upon everything that I hoped they would improve upon, I think. Um, The rumors were that they turned Yakuza 7 into a turn-based RPG when there was only a year left in development. So it was like pretty late that they pivoted to that. Sure. And like, you could kind of see that in some cases, like some of the later game characters, like didn't really get a lot of personality or like have a lot of like character interaction scenes. They would just kind of like show up in the background and you'd be like, yeah, they didn't really plan this out or a bunch of uh, several weird difficulty spikes where it's like, Oh, maybe they just didn't know. They, they have not really gotten down how to do a good difficulty curve yeah, if you remember, I got stuck in a situation where I just I couldn't beat it, and yeah. I, I would have had to like restart, or mm-hmm. I just had to just give up and move away from. Yeah, and uh, there were other weird things like a lot of attacks would be like position based, mm-hmm. but the characters would be moving around randomly. Uh, in this, you can move the character around on your turn, so you don't have to worry about that anymore. And it shows you oh, the cool. area of effective attacks. So like they figured that part out. I think that the uh, difficulty curve has is fine so far. I mean, I'm only 20 hours in, but most people seem to, all the reviews seem to say that there is no real difficulty spike, and maybe they went a little bit on the more easy end of the spectrum, uh, which is fine. I, so far, it's good. There have still been challenges of like, you know, areas that are above my level that I have gone to because I'm weird and it was like I can do this now, um, even though the game very clearly lets you know like this is above your level. Um, in the, and in the area like where you got stuck, where it's like one of those things where you can't leave before you enter an area that you can't leave. The game will basically now always pop up a thing saying, hey, you should be this level at least to be here and you will be stuck okay. here. If you are not this level, don't. Um, but even then, if you get a game over in a situation like that, there is once you get it, you can retry um, and have the enemies be weaker. So, oh. So in theory, you should not ever run into a situation like that again in this game. Um, You also, what I think is kind of cool is in the last game, they had like a lot of JRPGs do, the characters can spec into different jobs. The reason that I did not do that a lot is because if you got a new job, it would suck at level one because the stats were more tied to the job level than the character level. That is not true in this one. The job levels give you, like, basically no stat boosts at all. They are more to get you skills. Um, Oh, okay. So, like, if you change to a new job, your character's not going to suck, more or less. They'll still be viable. 
Um, and that that's cool. I think that's a good way to do that. And most games should do that. Uh, yeah, and it just feels really good. Everybody seems integrated well so far. I am having a blast with this game. Uh, it just it is it is like exactly what I wanted. Also, Hawaii's sick. I want to go to Hawaii. And it, it, I heard it, the map's huge. It's huge. Uh, but also, you definitely are in Japan for over half the game. So I, <laughs> it's crazy okay. because it has just all the maps. It has the Yokohama map from the previous game. It has Hawaii, which is huge, and I'm pretty sure it has Kamarocho as well. So it's a lot. It's a lot of stuff, and like there's a lot going on all the mini games there's in the previous game there was sujimon which is like your weird pokedex is the suji decks where you would fight the enemies and then it would fill that out and this they expanded upon that by now you can like capture them and battle them battle all the weird freaks and you go through the sujimon league there are like poke stops everywhere that give you stuff. There's a lot. There's a lot in the way of mini games, but they also have the dumb, fun ones. Like there is a crazy taxi esque delivery mini game that I thought was really hilarious, where you're Ichiban picking up like hamburgers and pizza as you race through the streets of Hawaii, but then also do sick flips to get bonus points. Um, but yeah, it's like it's it's a Yakuza game. It has a really super over the top dramatic story. Uh, while also all the sub stories are dumb as fuck, like my crawfish Nancy from the last game is dating a hermit crab with a jewel encrusted shell. Uh, the guy with the big Roomba returns There's a lot of stupid shit, um, but it it is so good so far. Uh, and I I will say this, I'm 20 hours in. I only unlock the ability to use different jobs within the last half hour of the game which is crazy. And also I only have four characters. There are at least 10. What? Oh, (laughs) so yeah, you start with Ichiban and then you get Kiryu, uh, for reasons that I guess I will not talk about here. Uh, and then you get the two new characters from Hawaii who are Tomizawa, a guy who is Japanese, but was born in Hawaii, who is a cab driver and uh, a girl named Chitose, who I really like, but I can't say anything about her character because it would spoil a lot of stuff. Uh, but she's she's very cool. Um, and it seems like the first part of this game is to, you know, have Ichiban hang out with uh, Kiryu, but also to do a lot of, lot of characterization on the two brand new characters. And then later on, move back to the other nine trillion established characters. Um I will cry during this game. I know there has been a point already where I did cry. uh, And I know that later on, this will be, this is much later in the game that the developers have said it's the second half. You go around Kamarocho as Kiryu. And at certain points you will like relive or re-see pivotal moments in the Yakuza franchise. I'm not ready, dude. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not ready for that. So sure. But yeah, it it it's so cool. There's so much. I haven't even unlocked the weird build your own island shit yet. Um, but yeah, I'll, uh, this game's ridiculous. I'm 20 hours in. I am a freak, so I took this week off to play that and Tekken and some other things. Uh, and so, just take a break. Yeah, just take a break. So today was my first real starting day of that. Um, nice. And 
yeah, it's cool. I'm I'm ready to play more of it. Like I even now, I'm just like, whoa, Yakuza. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, I gotta know what's gonna happen. Um. Yeah, but the the main crux of the story is Ichiban goes to Hawaii to meet his mom, who he thought was dead his whole life. So, uh, cool. very very heartwarming. If one more person says Ichiban, what are you gonna do when you meet your mom? I'm gonna cry. <laughs> it's so sad. Um, and that's not even to get into Kiri's whole thing, which is also crushingly depressing. It's a sad time over here in Hawaii. But yeah, that's what I've been doing. Turn-based RPG, Yakuza action. I think they improved in almost every way you could have improved off the first one, which is cool because a lot of the time developers are just like, yeah, we hear what you want, but we're just going to make the same thing again. And like they really, sure, sure. they really learned lessons. And I think that's super neat. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, but you have been playing the other game that I would love to try, Prince mm-hmm. of Persia: The Lost Crown. Tell me, I don't tell me. Oh, I don't want to sound hyperbolic, but this is one of the best Metroidvanias I've played. See, it's yeah, it's just like oh my god, the traversal's so good. You get like an an air dash pretty early on in the game. And it's just so much fun to just like air dash around and slide around. The combat's fun. Um, I don't think it's too much of a spoiler to say that I got uh, the double jump, but I just got the double jump 14 hours into this game, which should tell you how big this game is. I, I only have like three abilities uh, so far. And there's six total, and I'm 14 hours into this game. So it's probably like a 20-plus hour game. Yes. Uh, but there there are there are just little things that they did that I just love about it. Um, like, as you're going through the map, you can just put, like, kind of like Breath of the Wild style, where you can put icons, like, on the map. So you can just kind of remind yourself of, like, oh, here's a treasure chest. Oh, here's that. But not only that, you can hit, uh, they call them memories. You can just hit uh, down on the D-pad. And it, like, literally just, like, it takes a snapshot of that, like, of, like, kind of what is in that room of, like, that, cert- like, specific moment. So that's what I've been doing is just being, like, if I can't, like, access this area yet, I just, like, screenshot it. So then I'm, like, okay, this is when when I get the double jump, I'm going to be able to go over here. Or when, I'm at, when I get, like, this certain ability, I'm going to be able to go here. So, like, I've been doing that, like, all over the map. And I just love those little elements of that. And then also you can just be, like, I'm going to put an icon here and just say, like, treasure chest or whatever. Hmm. Uh, but, in, but in terms of just, like, what's going on with the combat, they added, like, like... I, I think I can't remember what it's called. It's like Amphra or something like that. It's basically just like a super meter. Mm-hmm. And then you have like these super moves and like, like those are just like awesome and so much fun. And the way you unlock more is you end up just like fighting a clone of yourself. And then like, once you defeat him, you get like this new ability. Uh, uh, and then on top of that, they have like these amulets and the amulets are some things that you just like equip to your character. And then like, they're just like, additional abilities so like some of them are just like uh you take less damage from melee attacks or your your bow and arrow does more damage or uh, or like if you parry something you can like slow down time you get like a small window of you there are just like so many of these different amulets that you're finding out in the world uh but then like it also just has that element that i just love with metroidvanias where like everything you defeat you get this currency 
And then you can spend that currency to upgrade your character to get more like potions. Like, cause like what you do is you just carry like three potions. And then like every time you hit like a save point, you like all of those get like, um, like they just come back or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but so you can, you can spend to like carry more potions or you can carry, you, you can buy like, so like the potions like heal you more or you can, spend that currency to upgrade the amulets or you can upgrade your sword or you can upgrade your bow they're just it so there's a great progression system and it encourages you to just kind of go out and just kind of fight everything and just kind of explore as much as you can like it's just i'm having so much fun it it is as i said this this is just one of the best metroidvanias i've played that's super cool to hear. I've heard that from everywhere. Like the reviews were yeah. pretty stellar across the board. Hearing people talk about it, they all really liked it. Mm-hmm. I do. Every single person I've heard talk about this game brings up that screenshot thing. And like, that's such a, yes. it's such a simple thing that is earth shattering. Like that should be yes. everything because my thing, you brought up breath of the wild this is it, this shit happens to me in every game with map icons that you can explore yep. where it's like, Oh, I can't do this. I'll put this icon here. I can't label it. Will I remember in 15 hours what this, I, what I meant by this fucking icon? Mm-hmm. I don't know, but if there's a screenshot, that's crazy. That's sick. They're like, yeah. what a simple thing that is just like so good and awesome. Especially with Metroidvanias, because, like, there's so many paths. It's like, I can't do this one yet. I can't do this one yet. And just, like, rather than having to go over there to be like, oh, yeah, I still can't do this. Yeah. Just having that screenshot that you can just, like, take a look at and just be like, oh, there it is. Like, yeah, I don't there's I, something I know I can like, interact so, with. Yeah. Exactly. So, like, once I unlocked my uh, double jump, I just started looking around at all the, the memories, just being like, okay, what, what can I do now? And I'm so excited to get back into it and just, like, <laughs> explore more of the map. So yeah, I when this was like getting super praised, I thought like, oh, maybe I'm just going to have to get it. But then I took stock of the amount of Metroidvanias that I will have to play this year. And I said, I, maybe I'll wait. Because at least two that I backed on Kickstarter are coming out this year. Mm-hmm. There is a game called Ultros that comes out in the middle of February that looks super sick. Oh that yeah, like that looks play. cool. Looks too. so cool. And what if Hollow Knight? Like what really if distinct Alston, uh, What if Silk Song comes out, dude? What mm-hmm. if Silk Song comes out? Anyways, I'll wait to play this, even though everybody says it's really good. Um, but yeah, I I think that's super neat. It's also one of those things where it's like normally I'm always at the forefront of like I got to get the newest shit, but because of the way I'm right. trying to play games this year, there could be a point at the end of the year where I just get to play a sick game that I know is sick, and I love. Well, that here's the thing. Me. It's a Ubisoft game coming out at the beginning of the year. It's going to go on sale at some point. Oh, yeah. So. But I mean, even outside and this of that, is... it's just cool that I know a game that like you like and everyone else has said they like that I could just play that whenever and know that I'll like it probably. That's sick. I, and I, I just think it's sick that like we're getting a AAA Metroidvania. Like, yeah. You, you just don't see that very often. Like other than Metroid, you just don't see that. So. No. Because yeah, all those uh, ones I and, talked about were all very indie. Obviously, I had to help them yes. kickstart it. So, like, <laughs> yeah. So, like, Ultros, like, I didn't realize that was coming out soon. That looks really cool too. But like, yeah, it comes out in say, two but, weeks. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I cannot. I if people are on the fence about buying this, like, 
I, I a don't be and b like just download the demo if you really need to if you want to check it out but like the traversal feels so good and the combat feels really good and it's got a great progression system it it rewards you like i've i haven't really gone down a single path and been like and not getting something like rewarding so it's just like it's a fantastic game yeah so i'm glad to hear it that's sick yeah Video games are awesome. Yeah, I love video games. The industry uh-huh. is not doing too hot in most places, yeah. but the the product sadly has never been better. <laughs> it just that's make it make just sense. shitty thing. Yeah, make it make sense, make it please. Make sense. I don't get it. <laughs> um, and yeah, so like this coming Friday, the remake of Persona Three comes out, so I'm gonna get that. Even though I've already beat that game, I gotta gotta go back because I love Persona 3 so much, and I think that's really cool. Um, the Eastward DLC, where you get to play as them in an alternate universe where they get to settle down on a farm, comes out this Wednesday, so I'm excited about that. Um, and then after that, exactly one month from today, I get to find out what happens in the second Final Fantasy remake, and oh, yeah. dude, what I think is great is like I can play Yakuza in like, the only way I'm going to spoil myself is if I look for it because I'm the only person that I know who's played 20 hours of this game that came out three days ago. You know what I mean? So like no one's going to be in front of it. Everyone and their brother is going to be like final fantasy and like post that shit right away. But I God, in terms of like plot, I have to know about that game is number one. I gotta know. Mm. Will it be different? different also it just looks sick they seem to be crushing it with that but yeah and then like even in two weeks like ultras comes out i will probably try that if it reviews well like it i mean i think there's a demo out or something but people seem to have liked it that did previews so skull and bones is coming out so yeah yep yep (laughs) i god you know i take it back i was like i don't care about that i care about that more than anything in fact, <laughs> is it going to be good? What if Skull and no. Bones is secretly the ultimate video game? Can it happen? Will it uh, will it review better than Suicide Squad? Yes, probably. Hopefully. God, I hope so. I can't oh I'm also excited for the Suicide Squad reviews. I can't wait. Honestly, I'm just excited that I'm playing a Ubisoft game that is legitimately a game of the year contender. Yeah, I think that's really good. Yeah, that's cool. And I, I it's hope legit, and it's it... not. I don't think Skull and Bones. I can, I'm going to say that about Skull and Bones, oh, but Prince man. of Persia. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I hope that it like emboldens Ubisoft to like you know do more stuff like that. Try more yes. like smaller esque things try different things you know bring back rayman we bring back ray everybody yes 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 oh, sometimes i think about rayman origins and i just like oh, it's so good i it is and this is the same studio <laughs> who made i know see they make they make really good 2d platforms yes they know what they're doing they, let them make more yes let them do it please god i crave it um, I mean, or they could just make another Far Cry, you know? 
this is a different studio or let, avatar far cry make... no i'm saying i'm just the ubisoft games yeah, you know? ubisoft in general yes far cry or far cry with the blue people skin you know you <laughs> also have that or pirates I just it's crazy to me because I think pirates are so cool in most cases give me a pirate game I'm there but when it's a strategy boat game who like what what also they're remaking uh, Assassin's Creed 4 so I don't know if you've seen this wait really yeah like that's the big rumor that they're working on all right I mean, you know I like that. I think people are going to find out uh, that that game might not be as good as they remember. Oh, I, it's exactly as good as I remember. I'm talking about the main missions. Oh, the main missions I, listen, man. That was, the, that was finally the Assassin's Creed where I was like, oh, it's not just me that, like, I just thought that the story in 3 got really weird and disjointed. It's just that's the way these stories are now. Sure. Like at the back half of that game, Black Flag, I felt like there were times where I was like, did I black out for like several cutscenes in a row? And you're like, oh no, they just did like a weird time skip for no reason that is makes no sense. So Yep, yep. Yeah. That happened a lot at the end of that game. Holy shit. That game had more trailing missions than any other Assassin's Creed game. Yeah. It's yeah. crazy. But you could find sea shanties and sing sure. with your pirate boats. So I'm here for that. Anyways, I think that if I do buy an Ubisoft game, it will be Prince of Persia. I highly recommend it. I, you, I, this is one that I, you're going to love. Oh, yeah. And I, I have not played a Metroidvania in a while, so I kind of really want to play one. But like I said, I was like, ah, there's a bunch that I'm going to play. Like, I don't know. We'll see how it goes yeah but yeah well, that'll do it that'll do it for us this week in two weeks boy still fun lots of games coming that i'm ready for yes uh but yeah with that the theme song is sting operation by the band anamanaguchi excellent chip tune band you should check them out uh and we will be back in two weeks to talk about games again 